Welcome to Where Healing Happens, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy. I invite you to share my personal journey through trauma, grief, and finding my way to healing. Where Healing Happens allows me to uplift myself and others along the way by sharing their voices and stories. Basically, if it's something you have to heal from, we're going to talk about it. From things like birth, death, childhood trauma, mental health, generational trauma, domestic violence, and so much more. This podcast is honest, raw, and best of all, unfiltered. So let's dive in and start healing. This is a trigger warning. Today's episode, I will be speaking about residential schools in Canada, generational trauma. So if this is something that you need to steer clear of, please do so. If you need someone to talk to, there are supports. A National Indian Residential School Crisis Line has been set up. For emotional and crisis referral services, they can be accessed 24 hours a day by calling 1-866-925-4419. And in the description of this podcast, there is a ton of different phone numbers and resources, websites available to any Indigenous person who is looking for that. So I do suggest taking a look at that and seeing if there are any helpful resources for you. On May 29th, 2021, the remains of 215 Indigenous children, some as young as three years old, were found at the site of a former residential school for Indigenous children. This was at the Indian Residential School in British Columbia in Kamloops. It closed in 1978. There were reports, documented reports, of horrific physical abuse, rape, malnutrition, and other atrocities suffered by many of the 150,000 children who attended the schools that were typically run by Christian churches on behalf of Ottawa from the 1840s to the 1990s. More than 4,000 children died while attending residential schools. The deaths of the 215 children buried in the grounds of what was once Canada's largest residential school are believed to not have been included in that number. These are undocumented deaths. I will be acknowledging some Indigenous tribes by name today, and I may pronounce them wrong, so I just want to acknowledge that it is not on purpose and it is something that I'm working on. But as you will learn in this episode, I was not raised by my Indigenous family, so I do not know the language or proper pronunciation for many of the words. I acknowledge the land on which I live is the traditional territory of the Adawandaran, Anishinaabek, Haudenosaunee, and Lenapewak people. Their long-standing relationship to the land, water, and region of southwestern Ontario is something to be acknowledged. The local First Nation communities of this area include the Chippewas of the Thames First Nation, 
Oneida Nation of the Thames, and the Muncie, Delaware Nation. Never underestimate a cycle breaker. Not only did they face years of generational trauma, but they stood in the face of that trauma and said, this ends with me. This is brave. This is powerful. This comes at a significant cost. Never underestimate a cycle breaker. I have debated having this discussion, this chat where I come on and talk for almost a week now. And I have mixed feelings on why I did and didn't want to talk about this. I did not grow up being raised by my biological father. I did not know him growing up. I did not know his family. I did not know anything about him. I did grow up for some strange reason, knowing that I was of Indigenous descent. I don't remember how I knew that. I don't remember at what age my mom told me this, but I know that I've known it from an extremely young age. I did not know which tribe I belonged to. I did not know who were my people. But I was always drawn to Native American and Indigenous history and culture and traditions. It's something that I feel is so deep inside of me and who I am without really knowing who I am. I have a lot of questions about who I am, where I come from, and I truly fear that I will never know those answers. I will never be satisfied with the information that I find out. Last Thursday in Kamloops, BC, there were 215 bodies of children as young as the age of three found outside of what was once the largest residential school in Canada. And I want to take a moment to sit with that, to acknowledge that their lives matter. They did at the time of their death, and they do now. Their families matter. The way that they were mistreated and possibly murdered matter. And people need to be held responsible 
for the things that have happened. I can only speak to my personal upbringing, I guess, my personal trauma that stems from this. Not knowing my biological father until I was in my 20s when I found him and reached out to him. Not knowing the family, not knowing the extended family that comes from him. The aunts, the uncles, the cousins that I never got to know that I never got to grow up with. There is an abundance of people that I could have had relationships with. Not to mention that there was a grandmother who I never got to know and a great-grandmother that I never got to know who died while I was living. Those are two relationships that really could have shaped me. Those are people that really could have shared knowledge and tradition and culture and passion with me. For years, I have questioned and wondered who my ancestors are or were and recently finding out the years of death of those two people specifically really hurt it really really hurt because I could have had so much more than what I'll ever have those are things that were taken away from me And I want to acknowledge the fact that regardless of what my mom and my biological father's relationship was, a lot of the reason I never got to experience those relationships is because of generational trauma and childhood trauma. The fact that my biological father and his siblings were all part of the 60s scoop kids comes with such a trauma and I don't hold blame to my parents for me not having those relationships or knowing those people because I understand that being taken away from your family at such a young age, not being raised by your parents, not being around your grandparents, not knowing your siblings or your cousins until you are a grown adult comes with its own feelings. And my parents having me so young, I acknowledge that My biological father was not 
capable of taking care of me. He wasn't able to be a parent. And I won't speak too much about him specifically or his choices right now. But I know through recent conversations with an aunt who I've reached out to to try to learn more about who I am and where I come from that I could have had so much more. I had a great-grandmother who was alive when I was that I never even knew about until very recently who was a healer. She was a midwife. She was a staple in her community. She lost track of how many babies she delivered. And I was reading about her in news articles and posts that family members had made about her. And the sadness that I feel not knowing her is unimaginable. I wish that I had had the opportunity to know her and to learn from her. She was a midwife and a healer. She helped people. That has been my lifelong dream, is to be that kind of person, to heal people, to hold space for people, to be there as someone new enters the world, or to be there as someone leaves. I became a doula and a yoga teacher for a reason, and when I found out this family history, a lot of things clicked and made sense for me. That relationship and so much more were taken from me by things like residential schools and the government coming in and the churches taking over. They abolished culture and tradition. They broke apart families not just the people that attended residential schools, but for generations after. The residential schools in Canada were around from the 1870s to the 1990s. The last residential school closed in 1996. 1996. Guys, residential schools are not history. They are recent. There are so many living survivors of these horrific, horrific events. There are people who share about the trauma that they experience in these residential schools. The after effects 
the mental health issues, these are still happening. 150 years. That's seven generations. Seven generations of families and people in a community, in a culture that have experienced these awful things that we don't talk about. This isn't something I learned in school. This isn't something you find in textbooks. We need to do better. And those 215 souls, they deserved better. The children who died at these residential schools, whether from sickness, likely caused by malnutrition, Kids that died because they ran away from residential schools. The people who have died after being in a residential school from suicide and mental illness, all of their lives mattered. And I don't really have a purpose to recording this. I just knew that there were things I needed to get off my chest. Things that I feel. I shared on my Instagram today this little blurb that came to me early this morning as I was laying in bed. When you look at my face, do you see where I come from? Can you tell that I have had so much taken from me? Do you see the pain of generations in my eyes? My skin is white, but inside I burn red. So much stolen from those before me that I have never had the opportunity to know who I truly am. I do not know the culture and traditions. I do not know the language. I don't even know the history because you ban it from the classroom and textbooks of the schools I attended. I do not know my family. Grandmothers and aunties I never got to hear, speak, or learn from. So much wisdom and knowledge that should have been passed down to me is lost. My heart aches for all the things I do not know that were taken from me long before I was born. The lives of the 215 children whose bodies were found last week at what was once Canada's largest residential school is horrendous. So many lives are impacted. When will our government step up, acknowledge, apologize, 
and make reparations. There is so much that needs to be done. There is so much healing that needs to be done. I... I'm just at a loss for words. I want so much to help and I don't even know where to start. This is such a huge issue and it is being treated like it's nothing. A few years ago, there was a terrible accident and many children's lives were lost and our entire country mourned. We mourned the loss of these children collectively. We set up memorials. We had news coverage. And here, we have 215 bodies discovered in one area. And our country is not mourning. There are communities there are communities that are setting up memorials that are doing things to remember and honor these children, but our country is not doing the same. And that is so disheartening because you know you know that it has something to do with the fact that these bodies, these children found, were indigenous. The racism that is still in this country is very much alive. As a white-passing indigenous person, I often hear People make remarks about indigenous people right in front of me because they don't acknowledge or even are aware of the fact that I am of indigenous background. I am Métis. My family comes from the Cree tribe. My family held land up until my great-grandmother. There's a reason my biological father and his siblings were targeted in part of the 60s scoop. There's a reason that certain families were taken away and their children were not allowed to know the history of their own families. There is so much, and this is such a bigger picture than what is being acknowledged by media and the government right now. My hope is that one day I will know more 
and everyone around me will know more and that indigenous people will be treated with the respect and the dignity and the honor they have deserved for so many years and the culture and traditions will never be what they once were but how beautiful would it be if other people acknowledge them as just that as being beautiful and worthwhile and wanting to learn them I want to leave you with one final thought these children whose bodies were found would have been elders in the indigenous community by now they would have known the language and the traditions and the stories and they would have cared for the next generations genocide is not just the murder of these innocent children but it also erased the possible legacy that they could have